Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. From the time of the penning of the book of Revelation, there's been countless speculations as to what the contents of the book truly mean. Perhaps more common of these is the vision of the statue whose feet is a mixture of iron and clay. Be sure to stay tuned as Pastor J.D. will discuss this very passage of Scripture in light of today's events. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on July 17th, 2022. I don't want to say this condemningly. I want to say this humbly and lovingly and kindly and gently and maybe in the form of a question why is it that we as Christians are still holding out hope in this world it's dying why are we still holding on I mean it's like okay yeah I I still have a little hope no no All your hope. This is the problem. Again, hear me out. And I'm speaking in the broad sense. If a Christian is still somehow, and the Lord knows the heart, is still in their heart holding out some hope for this world, well then no wonder. Could it be, and we'll see this when we get to James, could it be what Jesus said in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, that the reason why we're still holding on, keeping our lives in this world on life support, it's dying, and we're still holding on to it, putting some hope in it. Could it be that we've still got an investment in it? Because if our treasure is still here, then that's why our heart is still here. We've laid up for ourselves treasures. Now please don't misunderstand me, and we talked about this last week, and perhaps it bears repeating again this week. There's nothing wrong with having plans even long-term plans. I wouldn't go too long on those plans (laughs) with the way things are going. We'll talk about that more in a moment too, but hold on loosely to those plans. And don't let those plans have you. And don't put your hope in that. Because see, if you are still holding out hope, 
in this world that's dying, passing away, and you're not setting all your hope on the grace. I like the way that the Holy Spirit inspired Peter to say what he says, because it's set all your hope on the grace. Very important that Jesus Christ will bring you. He's bringing it to you. Bring it. (laughs) When He is revealed. That's the rapture. It's the rapture. That's where my hope is. Not most. All. And this again is where the word hope is so important, because it's not, oh, I sure hope. It's no, I I know. Why do you have such hope? I mean, you're different, because I know. It's not, I know what's coming, I know who's coming for me, and what He's bringing to me. And I have sold everything. I have let go of everything. And I put it all in Him. I've laid up for myself treasures in heaven, where moth and rust cannot destroy, and where thieves cannot break in and steal. It's protected. Well, this brings me to the aforementioned prophetic snowball effect as it relates to everything that's now happening in the world today. And if you'll kindly allow me to, I'll take the remainder of our time together today to expound on this more specifically. But in order to do that, we'll go ahead at this time and end the YouTube and Facebook live stream. So, This prophetic snowball actually started rolling decades ago, but it was late 2019 and early 2020 that the ball really started rolling. And you know what I'm talking about, right? It was at this time that everything began to pick up speed when the whole world was in lockstep, like we've never seen before, the whole world in lockstep, and went into lockdown, the whole world. Now, here we are, and it now seems that it's moving even faster which is why the unstoppable momentum has ensued. What follows is a list of, I I got it down to ten, just ten realities that we face today that even five years ago, though they were already in place, the ball was already rolling, we knew little to nothing about. Five years, I'm going back five years. The snowball starts rolling. 
mask mandates. And then it snowballs into mandated injections. And then the snowball created supply chain disruptions, because after all, everything was shut down. We were all on lockdown, and boy, did they do a very, I hate to use the word good in this context, but for lack of a better one, they did a very good job programming us and preparing us for these supply chain disruptions. And then that snowballed into what we're experiencing now, which is food supply shortages. Who would have ever known? Famine is foreign to us. But it snowballed into that, and it's because of an age-old principle known as supply-demand. If you have a disrupted and depleted supply chain that is inadequate for the demand, what's going to happen? Well, you see it every time you go to put gas in your car, which I did last week. <laughs> I, I just, I was like, Lord, come quickly. Are you kidding me? There are, I would venture to say, many here in this church that I'm so privileged to pastor that actually remember when gas was less than a dollar a gallon. You young people are looking at us all weird and all like that. It's all right. Less than a dollar a gallon. Tell you those Arabs with their oil. Well, that snowballed into now, we need a great financial reset. I find it very interesting, and this is number four. This was not deliberate. I'm not that clever, but number four on our list of ten is the fourth industrial revolution. As one aptly noted, it's kind of interesting because in Daniel's prophecy, the final kingdom is the fourth. The fourth. Coincidence? I don't think so. Because that fourth kingdom, that final kingdom, is ten toes. Iron mixed with clay. Man mixed with machine. Ten rulers. Transhumanism. Pastor, come on, isn't that a stretch? Excuse me? Klaus Schwab has made it very clear in no uncertain terms that the fourth industrial revolution is about merging man with machine. I'm convinced it's iron mixed with clay. It doesn't mix. The final kingdom. And now that snowballs into number five. Biometric digital IDs. Digital passports. 
I saw a segment about what, I I forget the actual name of it, it's not important, but it's actually a digital cart. So you go into the store, now this of course presupposes there's actually items on the shelf to buy, but you put the item in the cart and it digitally scans that item and includes it, and you don't even have to check out. It's in real time. It's digital. Everything's digital. Well, this, of course, snowballs into what China's been doing for how long now? Number six, the social credit score system. This is what determines what you're able to do or not do, where you're able to go or not go, what you're able to buy or not buy. It's all predicated on... and. <laughs> not just your social credit score, your compliance, but also your climate score. We talked about this. Your carbon footprint. Oh, I see you pulled up in a Hummer. (laughs) I think you could probably buy a Butterfinger, but that's it and the guy pulls up next to you and parks in a Prius, he can buy anything he wants. I know that's a dramatic way to illustrate it, but it's not too far off. So then this snowballs into number seven, which we've been talking about predictive programming, but the ball really started rolling in 2020. Do you remember when this all started in 2020, and all of a sudden now, Cash spreads viruses. Signs on the window, we don't accept cash. It has to be digital. Oh, come on, this is the cashless global economy. No more cash. And and I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but again, this ball's been rolling for a while. They, they have these predictive programming, these, uh, the commercials, and you know, it shows the guy going in and he's pulling out his cash and everybody's in the line going, <laughs> you're slowing us down. And then here's the other line, everything's digital. Beep, beep, gone. In other words, cash, bad. Cashless, good. No more cash. And after all, we have collapsed vis-a-vis controlled demolition of the current economy to bring in this cashless global economy. And this snowballed into what is known as blockchain technology. We are familiar with this because of cryptocurrency. This blockchain technology, I I just really simplified. I hope it's not an oversimplification, but it's a verification technology that once a transaction is verified, it adds the block to the chain. Blockchain. It verifies the authenticity and the validity of that transaction. 
And that technology is what they use for cryptocurrency, among other things. So that transaction in the crypto world is by way of this blockchain technology. And right now it's decentralized, which is the beauty of it, open source. But about, well, it's, again, this ball's been rolling too, but more so recently it has really been speeding up because now they want to centralize it. So it's decentralized, but they want to centralize it. So it'll be a centralized bank, CBDC, centralized bank digital currency. Come on. I can see that coming from a mile away. Of course. And then that snowballs into global governance. It's a one world economy. It's centralized. A centralized bank, a global banking system, one currency, and it's digital for the whole world. Is this sounding a little familiar? I sure hope so. And then this snowballs into number 10, lastly, global genocide and depopulation. Wow, Pastor, you're such a doom and gloom guy. It's the truth. It's the truth. You know, I was thinking about even just with the food supply, you understand that they're spraying the skies and they're killing the food supply. You can't grow anything anymore. Geoengineeringwatch.org, Dane Wigington. I really encourage you to go to that website, geoengineeringwatch.org. In fact, uh, during my time off around, uh, well, it was actually around the 4th of July, in Kailua, you could see them spraying. These are unusual patterns. They're poisoning the land, the sea, and the people. It's true. They're killing the food. Oh, and (laughs) the food that is in the processing plants in those warehouses that got that far, well, they're just going to burn them down and blow them up. And they're still doing that. Did you know that? It's a fact. And don't take my word for it. Do your own research and see if what I'm saying is true. It is absolutely true. This is a controlled demolition of the global economy, the global food supply, because they want to bring in this global system. What if I told you that everything on this list is in Bible prophecy? What if I told you that everything I just read is specifically 
in the book of Revelation. And when I say specifically, let me give you another example. I want to say it's about chapter 16. I could be wrong, but there's a prophecy when the judgments come, the wrath of God. God destroys those who destroyed the earth. They're destroying the earth! And God's going to destroy them. But see, the book of Revelation is a book about, again, I know deeply profound, it's a book about Revelation, revealing a revelation of future events. That's what the book of Revelation is. When you get to chapter 4, verse 1, John is told to write, write these things that will take place after. Everything from chapter 4, verse 1, is yet future. And the book of Revelation, the only book in the entire Bible, of all 66 books, the only book that promises a blessing to those who read it, hear it, and take it to heart. And it's the only book Christians don't read. Oh, it's too hard to understand. It's too much metaphor and imagery. And no. There's a lot of specificity. Now please know that this was an abbreviated list that I painted on the prophetic canvas with a broad brush, and I did so in order to get to the point. What's the point? Here's the point. Not only was all of this foretold in Bible prophecy, the swiftness with which it's beginning to come to pass is absolutely staggering. I had an interest in Bible prophecy back in the early 80s, right after I came to Christ. Started teaching it not there long after. I've always had a love for Bible prophecy. And here we are all these years later, some 40 years later, and I, as is my privilege to every week, I'm standing before you telling you things that, again, even five years ago, I would have been hard-pressed to point out as being as urgent as it is now. I mean, I can talk about and teach Bible prophecy and teach about the end times and teach about the last days. But now it's like, <sighs> I'm speechless. That's a miracle unto itself. I don't have any words. Can I pose a question in light of all this? If it's only been within the time span of about two years that we've seen so much, so fast, and here's the question, how much time do we actually have left? We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.